We don't need to be worried about some Pope being the Antichrist. We need to worry about Dwayne Johnson. Coming to you from deep inside our lofty, heavily fortified bunker, located somewhere in the heart of Middle Earth. The show that doesn't shy away from tough questions or tough answers. Sit back, turn on your brain, and get ready for truth. It's a dirty job, but hey, somebody has to do it. Well, welcome back to the David Allen Show uh, on uh, on the road. David Allen Show on the road. Uh, we're sitting here in glorious Alexandria, Minnesota. We, I say we. I've got a monkey in my pocket, I think. <laughs> Actually, uh, David has decided to uh, once again bail on us because he's a quitter. Um, anyway, so we have uh, another guest and, and, and others, I think, that will be roaming in and out maybe we can snag them as we walk by. Um, introduce yourself, would you? Uh, my name is Roy. I'm a hobbit from Middle Earth. Fantastic. You know, I, I just assumed that if you were the hobbit from Middle Earth, you'd have more of an accent. <laughs> I'm working on that. Yes. <laughs> yes. You yeah, know, Middle Earth is a big place. There's lots of dialects. Cast you well. Yep. All yep. Right. I'm the Midwestern version of the uh, hobbit. <laughs> there is another one here, but but uh, they don't want to say anything, right? They like that. See, we don't misgender anyone here. <laughs> <laughs> on the David Allen show, which is probably not true. Um, how's it going? Good. Are you, uh, Roy, we've actually, uh, I secretly have tried to get you on the in the studio mm -hmm. for, I'm going to say it's two years now. I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. And what, it takes me traveling, uh, well, both of us traveling yeah, to this. Pretty much. And then the gun Oasis you have. Oasis in the desert. The gun you put in my head right now. Yeah. Shh. <laughs> We don't talk about those things. Uh, when did we meet? Was it 2016? I think it was. Yeah, yeah that was, that that was my right. first uh, yep. my first time at this location, yes. which is kind of unique because we uh, this is our fourth year in a row mm -hmm. uh, coming to this family camp that we're at. Yes, um, I guess we could plug it. Why not? Yeah, it's good PR, right? It. Yeah, Mount Mo or as they say in the Midwest, Mount Carmel, uh, Mount Mount Carmel Ministries um, Ministries MCM uh, Retreat Center and Family Camp Jesus Only. Um, what does that mean? Now you okay? Well, to, they're kind of. Do, yeah. do we say that you that you sit on the board? Oh, we just no, did. <laughs> no, 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 I don't. No, I sit, I'm sitting on a board. I am on a board. That's what I meant. Yeah, it's a picnic table. It's a warp, it's yep. a warp but we're yep. and hopefully we're not making people bored. But it's a different board, yes. <laughs> um. So why? <laughs> Here comes. Uh oh, <laughs> our next. Our next pastor. See, this is like doing a radio show at the fair. Yeah. You just randomly have walkers, like shouters from the crowd. I'm sorry. I want to get my own mic. <laughs> yeah, here you go. Hello, gentlemen and lady. Oh, see, we, well. What is our topic today? She just gendered us. <laughs> yes. We haven't gendered anyone yet. Mount Carmel so far yeah. is the topic. Yeah, well, we're talking about how we met and like what oh, the. Oh, that's cool. The, uh, the. Okay. How, how we actually met. Oh, have I'm you sorry? been roped into talking? No. Oh, you're next. <laughs> Hi. You came over for what? <laughs> I came over to take pictures of you guys in action. Oh, and 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 you we roped you in. Good job. Yeah. You know we do what we can here. It's a nice little setup. Um, yeah, th this is a weird remote rig. So <laughs> I. <coughs> this is kind of strange. So you you guys live in Minnesota. And if you you can do what you need to. If you don't feel like you want to keep talking, you don't have to. But you can certainly do that. Mm -hmm. You can interject. Um, Al Franken, you remember him? Yes. <laughs> and she's out. <laughs> Al Franken, let's see. He was on Saturday Night Live. 
a senator. A, you, what, hey, one term? You know what? All it took is Al Franken, and, I know, the and the two guests gone. have left. I'm shocked. They're gone. I mean, we didn't even get there. Just mention him. Uh, yep. Is this a real Me Too movement a moment? I think so. Mm. Yep. All right. Uh, no, I, I saw this article in the New Yorker today. And we're just going to... No, I don't want to sign up. Um, it says, the case of Al Franken. And I'm curious with, with this a little bit. Um, and it says, when asked if he regretted his decision to resign from the Senate, what do you think he said? This came out July 22nd. This today, by the way, July 25, 2019. Well, okay, so let's go back. He, he resigned partly because he was caught with a photo groping. Wasn't it groping? Well, was it a picture or was a picture it just or someone video? came out and said, oh, he was mean? No, he, he was. there was a comedy circuit where they were going to uh, do shows with the troops. Mm-hmm. And then one of the people That's I was it. with, she That's fell asleep. It, yeah. He then thought it'd be funny to pull like a college prank and mm-hmm. reach for her breast and mm-hmm. whatever else. And photograph it. And photograph and then deny it at first. Then the photo, I it's think. It's always a good choice. Yeah, always a good. A pol- political first. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> do it. Oops. Oh, okay. I guess I, 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 guess I do. I did. I do remember that now. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was it. That that makes a lot more sense, actually. And and I believe he was also the same guy that was teasing Mike Pence, vice president, because oh. he had the Billy Graham yeah. rule where yeah, he yeah. said, "I will not, you know, be alone with another mm-hmm. woman." And then you know they're turning around and saying, "Well, that shows that you, you know, women don't get an opportunity to advance because you're not around right. people." Right. And I remember after all that happened, I'm like, I wonder if he still thinks Mike Pence is crazy, or maybe, probably does. I don't know. But you'd he, well, you'd have to. Well, if he's honest at all, he would. Yeah. But the hypocrisy, right? Like, at the time he's doing this, and then he's groping another woman's breast, and yeah, yeah. So I don't know. He, I would, I either, yes, he regrets it. He he, say, he says, oh, absolutely. And Last, why? Uh, that's a good question. Last month in Minneapolis, I climbed the stairs of a row house to find Al Franken, Minnesota's disgraced former senator, wandering around in jeans and stocking feet. It was a sunny day, but the shades were mostly drawn. Takeout containers of hummus and carrot sticks were set out on the kitchen table. His wife, Franny Bryson, was stuck in their apartment in Washington, D.C. with a cold. And he had evidently done the best he could to be hospitable, but the place felt like the kind of man cave where someone hides out from the world, which is more or less what Franken has been doing since he resigned in December 2017 amid accusations of sexual impropriety. Um, So if I recall correctly... He pretty much got ousted by the, the Democrat leadership mm-hmm. um, as essentially he needed to be the fall guy. Yes. Take, take this one for the team. I mean, first off, most of the stuff that went on was while he was a writer at SNL and a star mm-hmm. at SNL. Was he, at, was he a Second City guy also? I don't remember. Because isn't Second City, what, is that Canada or was that in Chicago? Don't Come know. on, you're not good. You're I, improv? Come I on. don't know. No, nope. don't know. I can Google it. I'd say look it up, but you yep. should. You know, that new Mac keyboard just sounds odd. <laughs> That's the strangest <laughs> sound ever. <laughs> sounds chicklety. Ooh, here I see a hit with a second groping allegation in 2017. Uh, this article goes down lower. Only two years ago, Franken was being talked about as a possible challenger to President Trump in 2020. Instead, it's, uh, what's her name, Klobuchar. What do you think of her? I met her. Amy, Amy Klobuchar. Uh huh. What did you think? She's really, really short, isn't she? Um, well, I will say this: she's definitely um, she's intelligent, like she's book smarts. Mm. Um, 
we actually gave her a tour of where I work. Mm -hmm. And part of our struggles at the time was um, getting reliable labor. And we had great folks coming from Mexico working for us. But then the government twice, um, basically one time Department of Labor sued Homeland Security because one wanted to decide who set the prevailing wages. So a lot of people don't realize this, but as an employer, if you do a work visa program... Uh, Does the government set the wages? Government sets wages. Yep. Because do, oh, do you do you pay? Do they get paid through the program? Yes. So, so no, we so, so we we pay. No, we actually pay them through payroll, but they set what we pay them. And here's the interesting thing: every year, then, because only the government is smart enough to do this. We're we're not smart enough, right? So every year they will do, and we have six plant dripping loca- with sarcasm. Yeah, you're gonna love this. So we have six plant locations in four states. Mm-hmm. So they're doing this across multiple regions. Because that, that presumes the cost of living is identical everywhere. So Oh, well, it's probably nope. adjusted for the reason. It is. Okay. It is. Right, it is. But we'll on. just look at one location, okay, rural Minnesota location mm-hmm. where we have a facility. One year to the next, when they're doing the, evalu- the evaluation of the wages, it goes from, it's only like $1.50 or $2 difference one year to the next. The next year, it goes down. So what? like, what? yep, yep. So it goes up and then it goes down. And What's it based on? It's based on their own assessment of what the local wages are. So, um, and so here's what makes it tough too, is we had people coming back every year. So we want to give them pay increases if they're doing a good job. Well, then they'll come back and they'll reduce their wages and say, well, they only should be paid, you know, $2 less. Mm -hmm. Like now what do we do? Anyway, Klobuchar came and we took the opportunity to explain to her, there's a real problem here because these, these people are great workers, but one year you guys sued each other, two different departments. And so we didn't get our labor for three months. Well, you couldn't even have the employees. They couldn't come. Uh, the next one was, I think, and yet you're supposed to hold their spot. Yeah, yep, yep. And each person, it's uh, about six thousand dollars in legal fees to do the whole like process setup. Do you, does the company absorb that cost? Yep, we we D- pay just to it. get them because yep. you need them. Yeah, and another thing too is if you're in agriculture, you get what's called an H2A, and uh, that is way more flexible because the farming community has way more lobbying mm-hmm. power. So let's just say I have ten H2As. If one of the ten people, let's say, is is really not doing well. You can, uh, they can go back to Mexico, and you can still fill that with another employee player. With an H two B, if you have ten, and the first one doesn't work out, you're down to nine. And that that is non egg, non egg, and it's for seasonal. Okay. And so and a lot smaller. So I think are, are you guys seasonal? These yeah. are seasonal yep. employees. Seasonal. Well. Yep. Yep. Seasonal outside construction mm-hmm. manufacturing. Um, so in this case, uh, it's I think twice a year they release like. 30 to 35,000 H2B work visas, which is very small. I forgot what H2As are, but they're like enormous. Then you have the TNs, which are educated Mm. folks, right? Um, So H2A program, it's a little different. So I I just want to kind of clarify that so people don't think it's all work visa. Like you kind of get in the system, it's really different. But H2Bs, I think it's the newest, it's the smallest number, and the government can kind of do whatever they want, screw the whole thing up, and we have really no recourse. Um, Most common industries would be like uh, places where there's a lot of vacations, where you're having like a seasonal staff to mm-hmm. help, or landscaping businesses, or some um, applications of agriculture, like um, in, in Florida, some of the oranges, where they're doing some of the harvesting. But mainly, it's business is the is the main use of it. So Klobuchar comes, and um, she was super super intelligent. But when I brought this up to her, and I said, "This is really frustrating. The one year we don't get employees, so we actually had to hire a bunch of people from Texas." And then we still brought in the HDBs because they're great people. And so we're like way overstaffed. We explained to her, like, this one year probably cost us half a million dollars. Uh, and then two years later, 
we can't get them. Why? Because they had a, a computer program that they were supposed to upgrade, spent like a billion dollars on it. Uh, they never followed through on it. So they, were, they had to go back to their old computer system. Well, then Homeland Security steps in and says the old system is too insecure oh, from a security brother. standpoint. Are you serious? I am totally. So, so it was a computer system issue that they could not process the uh, work visa. So I'm talking to her through this, just going, you know, this is really tough. Like, here's the good news. We have like a 3% unemployment or less, mm-hmm. like very healthy economy, but uh, we, we can't get enough folks and we got the jobs here. We'd love to give people this opportunity. And she turns to me and says... You're going to have to talk to my Republican counterparts. Oh, are you serious? Yep. Yep. It's all it's all on them. And it's just like, that's the problem is both sides looking at each other going. But, but she was unwilling to actually, like, at least talk through possible solutions. She, she just took. Just to she took, pass the buck. Yeah. It was not the Democrats that were the problem. Mm. It's the Republicans. Which, if you look at policy, actually makes no sense. Mm-hmm. That's yep. lovely government for you. Yep. And she wants to be president. I did not know that. Oh yeah, she's on, she's in the debates. Wow. Yeah, she's running. She announced in the midst of a midst of a snowstorm outside, which I don't know what that proved, but <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah, she's she's on the ticket. So, could you imagine a, a president Klobuchar? I cannot. No, another thing I noticed, and and we're kind of worried about this too, but uh, so she doesn't really listen well. It, well, like, that was my next question. Do you feel at all no. like she heard you? No, no. So do you think that's it, it's just a cop-out answer? Oh, I don't know what you're talking about, so talk to the Republicans. She knew a little bit about it because she's hearing that. I mean, there were, you know, mm-hmm. it was, we weren't the only people that were having this issue. Um, but she just wasn't interested. Like, I think she had just made it very clear, we're not the problem, it's mm-hmm. the other side. Yep. That sounds right. Yep. Government. <laughs> yep. So Al Franken's out and regrets regrets being shoved uh, under the bus. Well, you know, we're on a roll because then we also have, uh, is it is it Ilhan Omar? Oh, e- e- <laughs> How do you say it? How do you well, say I've it? heard of Ilhan or Elon. 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 Elon Omar. Yes. Who, now she says that we should be. Uh, an- real- another Minnesota. Another I, Minnesota? Yeah. I, I heard real quick. Um, my watch just wanted to be Eli Omar. <laughs> Eli Omar. <laughs> um, I, I heard. Was it yesterday? I was in the car listening to, I don't remember who it was, some podcast. Um, and they, apparently Trump is now running against Omar. Like, he's saying that he's going to win 2020, in win Minnesota in 2020 because of her. Really? Which is, I mean, he is a marketing wizard, and I, I think that is going to, it may work so out. So I, I think so, because cause here's what <laughs> Trump knows how to do well. He knows how to push people's buttons. Everybody thinks he's the one who's reactionary. Uh, But I think that's a little bit of a ploy on his part. He is way more controlled than you would think. Mm -hmm. So he throws out these crazy things. So listen to what she's saying now. You know, they've been kind of going back and forth, right? And so she says, our country should be more fearful of white men. (sighs) That's the next, right? So that's that's the real issue. You you mean she wants them to start start being afraid of white white men? Yes. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yep. That's the real and, issue of our country. And our, she wonders why maybe she's getting pushback. Yeah. Yeah, which she also was then pushing back, too, against this uh, uh, resolution they passed with Israel. Mm-hmm. No, uh, what's that, anti-BD, was yeah. it BDS? Which y- is, what does that stand for? Do I you know? don't know. Oh, what is that? Come on, you, you have the... 
You have the interwebs in front Let's of you. Let's make yeah. it up, BDS. BDS, big, big. dummies. <laughs> no, <it was>, um, <laughs> what would that be? No profanity. Boy. <laughs> um, there could brother. be children listening. <laughs> That's right. There could be children listening. <laughs> Never mind then. <clears throat> but she basically turned around and said, Israel is the, it really is yeah, the terrorist the, nation. Are, exactly, yeah. Yep. Yeah, which, by the way, is the, uh, having visited uh, Israel uh, in the past, uh, they are the only country in that region that has a democracy that you have Muslims, Jews, mm-hmm. Christians, and atheists living together in peace, has a healthy, vibrant business community, uh, inventing a lot of new technologies oh, and companies, yes. and they're the problem? Right. Hmm. Um, I, I saw an article on Judicial Watch about Elon. E- I... L H A N, Ilhan. Ilhan. Ilhan Umar. Ilhan Umar. Ilhan. Do you ever do you ever listen to the Les Show? It's Harry Shearer's uh, weekly talk show. No. Or it's a radio show. It's phenomenal. He has a bit he does because he is like a voice master. Harry Shearer. He was I don't know eighteen characters on The Simpsons. And oh wow. He's just got a. He's wonderful. Well, <laughs> he has a a bit uh, show he does. It's called um, Cars I Talk. And it's uh, it's it's like car talk, you know, click and clack. Yep. yep. Oh yeah, those but, guys. But are great. it's the it's the cars I talk, and it's some <laughs> Afghan brothers, and they always he always talks with Ilan Omar. <laughs> he always <laughs> it's very it's very uh, poorly Indian. Uh, Judicial <laughs> Watch announced today. This was uh, two days ago, twenty third, that it hand delivered ethics complaint to the chairman of the U.S. House of Representatives Office of Congressional Ethics, uh, David Skaggs, calling for a full investigation into potential crimes tied to allegations to Rep. Ilhan Omar that she may have married her biological brother. What? <laughs> have you not heard about this? No, this <laughs> the, is new. The best part is Trump is now <laughs> talking about this on the stump. <gasps> Which is phenomenal. Um, the evidence is overwhelming that Rep. Omar may have violated the law and House rules. The House of Representatives must urgently investigate and resolve the serious allegations of wrongdoing by Rep. Omar. Um, stated Judicial Watch President Tom Fitton, we encourage Americans to share their views on Rep. Omar's apparent misconduct with their con- congressmen. Uh, okay. So, let's see. The letter serves as official complaint. Let's see. Substantial, compelling, and, to date, unrefuted evidence has been uncovered that Rep. Elon Omar may have committed the following crimes in violation of both federal law and Minnesota state law. Perjury, immigration fraud, marriage fraud, state and federal tax fraud, and federal student loan fraud. Wow. So apparently she (coughs) may have married her brother in order to get citizenship for him. But, I mean, is it racist to say uh, nobody would know? <laughs> I mean, is that, is that a racist comment? <laughs> I mean, they're, they're I mean, Minnesota is being, from my, I mean, I've been lived here 11 years now. Here, I live in South Dakota, but we're Middle close Earth, to Middle Earth. You live in Middle Earth. Close to Middle Earth, yes. <laughs> Somewhere in the Somewhere. heart of it. <laughs> no, that's just where our bunker is, which we're not in. Run. Um, and... There's a huge Somali refugee population. Yes. Now, here's the thought I have. So it starts out as a refugee population. Mm-hmm. How? When did that start? Do you know? I don't know. Like the year was it in the 80s that it was, or was it in and the that 90s? That sounds right. 
maybe late 80s maybe so are, are we now talking at least one new generation yeah of i like think so post the refugee mm-hmm. situation they did not adapt their culture no they brought their culture with them correct? that's right in fact um i've talked to a few people uh there's uh oh, is it it's not Wilmer. There's a large group. Um, uh, Mylan. Mylan, yes. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I knew one guy that employed them at a, a turkey farm. Mm. And actually, he said that what he found is with that group, um, in general, uh, very, very difficult, uh, very um, entitled, um, uh, would, would lie about hours worked, et cetera. And he just found they were so difficult to, to hire as a labor force, he actually quit hiring them. Really? And this, is, and this isn't just like a group of four. This is like cycling through people and finally just realizing this is just so really... So it's cultural. It's cultural. It's a very cultural, a very entitled uh, mindset and very exclusive. And mm. so I find it interesting too is I don't know a whole lot about Somalia other than uh, the Somalian uh, country is very pro-Muslim, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So here you have Muslims free, fleeing their country, right? But it is a country that has embraced their religion of Islam. Right. They come here... And they still carry Islam with them, and then you have uh, really this attitude like um, Ilham, who she she was basically making Omar. fun, making fun of uh, our vice president because he was praying, and mm. so she took a picture Jesus at the wheel border wall, and then some people started calling her out on it. It's a picture of Mike Pence praying, right? And somebody says, "Yeah, make fun of someone for their faith. Good job." And so what I find interesting <laughs> right. is you know she so her family flees. Our country is mm-hmm. amazing, right? So I can see where she came here but a very exclusive kind of mindset. But I'll also use the system to marry my brother, yeah. to get him citizenship, mm-hmm. but then turn around and attack the very things that make our country different than Somalia. Yeah, the place that they needed to leave from. Yeah. Because she's got to be, what, is it just 18 to be a representative? Like, Can, can, can you be that young? Well, is there? An, I know there's an age limit for president. This is sad. Yeah, I know. Is we, we should know this. President stuff. like 35, 38? Uh, 35. 35. How old do you need to be? Man, that keyboard again. Wow. Um. Turkey. <laughs> 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 no, no, you actually thought it was. Oh, I did. <laughs> so the best part about this show is it's, it's the theater <laughs> of the mind. Here. I love it. Now, now we're actually. Um, uh, we're outside, so if you hear birds and such, that's real. We're, we haven't sweetened the show other than we turned off the 20, gates and we worked outside. 25 years of age. Okay, so a, a representative? Citizen, a citizen at least seven years prior to being elected. Okay, so Ilhan Omar must be 25. Mm-hmm. And as a... Uh, so, okay, if it was the 80s, 25 years ago is 80... No. Is it 93... 92? 94. Is 94... Hey, peanut gallery over there. Is 94 25 years ago? 1994 it is, yeah? Yeah, okay. Maybe? Oh, brother, I'm losing it in math. Yeah, 1994. You cheater, you went to calculate. So, so is it possible that she is a... No? No. uh, No. It's not possible that she is a born here? No. I don't think so. Let's look. Oh. I, I, I'm just curious if, if her cultural, um, it's not a word, her culturalness, if that comes from just being in that, their mini culture within Minneapolis area. 
And isn't above St. Cloud, isn't there a lot? And David yeah. would know because he unfortunately lives in St. Cloud now. Um, he would know. But I think St. Cloud has a lot of, a, a fair number of the refugee population as well. And again, I have no problem with that. No, no, no. No, no issue. But I do have a problem when you bring your culture and you want to dismiss the culture that you're going to for safety. Because clearly there's a reason you were able to go to this culture for safety. Yes. Away from yours. Yep. I, I think, I mean, am I just... No, I, I think Losing right. it? No. I, she, she was not born in the United States. Okay, so she is a first-generation refugee. She spent her early years in Somalia. Wait a second. When did she come here then? Well, okay, so she's... Does the Wikipedia tell us? She was the youngest of seven siblings. Her father was an ethnic Somalian who worked as a teacher trainer. And her mother died when she was two, and so she was raised by her father and grandfather. Uh, she arrived in New York in 1992. New York? Oh. What, did she come to Ellis Island? <laughs> what? <laughs> and they, the family secured asylum in the U.S. in 1995. And so they lived for a while in Virginia, Arlington, Virginia, and then before moving to Minneapolis. So did they get placed in Minneapolis then? Is that the, is that the refugee know. process? I don't know. I think by that point they would have been able to choose. Her dad was a taxi driver and then worked for the post office. Which, speaking of the post office, I just read somewhere... The post office and one other government agency, there's something like over 30% at any one time is on work comp claims. In other words, they're, they're not working. They're not but they're, working, but yep. they're getting paid. Yep. Well, that's what's the other agency? I can't remember. Well, and see, the post office is intriguing because I do think the post office has value. Mm -hmm. And I kind of want it to remain. Yep. Um, I don't believe Congress does, though. Because uh, one, one thing about... <coughs> one thing about the the U.S. Postal Service is it is protected within our Constitution. Mm -hmm. It's the only delivery system that is, or process that is protected. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, if we eliminate that or make more people go to FedEx, UPS, DHL, whatever, um, uh, some private carrier, then all of a sudden those protections are gone mm -hmm. for our mail. Right. Certified mail is important because it is a legal document. Yep. Like if it's certified, that, that stamp on the outside... Matters. Yes. Like it, it affects the legality of yep. something. Yep. But if you remove that, so I've, I've heard some stats that the U.S. Postal Service is the only agency that's government run or controlled that is required to 100% fund their retirement. Really? Mm -hmm. No other oh, agency is required. That's to do right. That. I remember reading. That's one of the reasons why they are in such a serious financial yeah. situation. It's not it, because it's not because the, they're they're mismanaging their money. That's right. Or but, even but their business model can't work. Correct. It's Congress has mandated that they fully fund uh, their retirement, which they don't mandate that for anyone else. Right. What in the world? <laughs> yeah. Just, so it, it appears as though it's a method to get them to not be able to be viable. Hmm. How, how do we stop this protected mail delivery system? Well, you just make it, make, make it a burden. It's a long, dirty game, but it sure feels like that's right. where they're going. Right. Um, yeah, that's that, that's. So Ilhan, mm -hmm. Ilhan Omar. This up. Omar. Uh, she, she was a student <laughs> organizer in her high school at Edison. She graduated from NDSU with a bachelor's degree in any guesses? Uh, human studies, political science, uh -huh. and international studies oh. in 2011. Uh, wh where? NDSU? Yep. Fargo, right? Yep. Yep. Oh. 
Or is that Grand Forks? Uh, North Dakota State University. Yeah, is that Grand Forks? Is UND? Uh, NDSU, is that the Bison? Or Fargo, that the Fargo. Okay, yeah. Yep. So UND is up in Grand Forks. Yep. Used to be the Fighting Sioux, but they are now the um, s- Rabid Squirrels or something. What are they? The the River Hawks? River, something. yeah. Some hawk. Something Some politically bird-like. correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I'm offended by he- that reference <laughs> to birds. Have you... <laughs> Have you ever been up to that campus? No. Uh, our friends, or I, I have a, our, I, my wife and I have friends that uh, he is the director at one of their facilities there. We got to go there one day and toured us around their hockey arena, which the hockey arena is a kind of a standalone monstrosity on campus. It is emblazoned in that fighting Sioux head. The guy that donated the money. <laughs> It was for the money to be spent, that mm-hmm. thing had to be everywhere. And his goal, from my understanding, is that it was so th- they could not remove it. Oh, funny. They may remove the name, the text. Yeah. You know, they won't call it that, but everything on that facility is that fighting Sioux head. But, it's the coolest but, looking brand, too. But, but, what, but what about everybody's feelings? I know. Well, now they have it's some. very insensitive. <laughs> they actually were going to be called the, not the gray squirrels, but something. Which was a, f- a flicker tails. That's what it was going to be. <coughs> the flicker tails. That sounds can, tough. Can I just, can I just <laughs> say, not very intimidating. Not <laughs> the flicker tails. <laughs> well, it's like the, what's the Utah? The Utes. What's that? Is that an Indian? Is a Ute an Indian? They're going to change it. Yeah. Huh? I don't know. If you see him, you tell him. Sorry, we have some more 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 looky loos wandering by. This <laughs> is kind of fun. Uh, all right. So, Ilhan. The, well, only, the only bad thing about yeah. being outside is it's very easy to be distracted. <laughs> A little bit, yeah. Well, I kind of like it, though. And it is cool. Squirrel. Yeah. Uh, oh, I f- saw. I go here. I have a pile of notes here that I took. Jeffrey Epstein. You've heard of him. Tell me about Jeffrey. <laughs> What's he up He's to? He's the, uh, the supposed... Um, Let's see. Accused pedophile and wealthy Manhattan financier, Jeffrey Epstein, who was... <laughs> he, he, okay, he got uh, arrested and um, indicted, I believe, for pedophilia and like acquiring young girls for other people on his island. He's supposedly a billionaire hedge fund mm-hmm. manager. Mm-hmm. And apparently old uh, Slick Willie, <laughs> Bill Clinton, has... Um, <laughs> There's so many. <laughs> I'm just going to be quiet. Continue. <laughs> um, he apparently rode on the Lolita Express, which was Ep- Epstein's jet, uh, like over 20 sometimes to go to the island. Wait, no. And he, he called his jet the Lolita Express. And is, is that based off of that book or movie about? I don't know the answer to this. Okay. Because there's a book or movie, I believe, by that name that is about a, a young underage girl who is with an older man. <laughs> well, and it's a very controversial movie. Anyway. Well, there you have it. I, I, I don't really know exactly. I just don't know that's the... We don't want to know. No, that's the... Uh, <laughs> that's the folklore. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently... So he, he's in jail. Okay. Um, but he has his own island. Uh, he, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Still a citizen, we think. Well, he must be. Yeah. He got... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he was found injured and in a fetal position inside his cell at a New York City jail, according to sources close to the investigation. Mm-hmm. 
Epstein, who is being held at Metropolitan Correctional Center as he awaits his trial for conspiracy and sex trafficking, was found semi-conscious with marks on his neck. Two sources told News 4. It's in New York. Investigators are trying to piece together exactly what happened, saying details remain murky. Two sources tell News 4 that Epstein may have tried to hang himself, while a third source cautioned that the injuries were not serious and questioned if Epstein might be using it as a way to get a transfer. So this is in jail. Yeah. Is he Was he in his own cell, or was he with the general population? Um, a fourth source said an insult has not been ruled out and that another inmate was questioned. Okay, because so must. I've got a, a, a good friend who spent years in the prison system and actually trained guards. Oh, no, sorry. He wasn't <laughs> in there. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He, wasn't. <laughs> he worked there. Squirrel. Anyway, you, 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 have a, you have a friend that was inside the jail system. Yeah, and, uh, and so he trained guards. on the right side. Yep, on the right side. And he's training. He trained guards. Uh, you know, even how to like to go into a cell when people are out of control, mm. like how to, yeah. right? And to, he said to uh, to de-escalate. Is that to the de-escalate idea? to to physically restrain them sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he said it's interesting is even in the prison system, there is certain uh, aspects of morality that are absolutely still a no. And one of those. Is messing with kids? That's right. If mm. you and they have a name for it, you're called a Chester. Really? And if you get labeled as a child molester, he said, "Here's where thing you could chainsaw and hack up an adult. You could be a murderer, mm-hmm. right? And you could do it multiple times, and you will be generally accepted in the population. If they find out you're a Chester, there is a really good chance at some that point they will kill you. They will try either seriously injure you or kill you. Wow. And he said, "This is from like these people are coming through all different parts of the country." All kinds of different ideas, and that is one universal truth that still stands. Do Don't. not mess with kids. Hmm. Yep. That's wild. So yeah. it, it's possible. Um, the The idea, though, and if, if he ever stands trial, the chances... Well, okay, the, the, the speculation is he has the goods on everyone. All the big wigs in... Hollywood, in money, in finance, in government, mm-hmm. because they've all taken a road or a trip on his his thing. So that that's just a normal, like, he's got it on him. Do you think Harvey, <laughs> Harvey was probably on his plane? <laughs> Possibly. And apparently they found, um, supposedly, they found uh, discs, because I guess he filmed everything. Whatever that means, I don't know. But discs with names and and I guess it was like the the the, the I don't know if this is the right wording, but the buyer and the the product. Um, and I think the thought is that if his stash of info gets out there, mm-hmm. it's it's over for a lot of people. Wow. Now the left is going, <laughs> Trump must be in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. So they're all excited about that. Okay. The nuts part is. I listened to some interview footage with Trump back in the 2015 or 13, where he was pretty much like calling Epstein out for he he's bad, you know. The girls they're young and they're pretty or whatever, and he totally was saying it's not going to be good for for Epstein. Really? Yeah. So the thought is, is he stupid enough, Trump, to call out that thing, knowing that? he would be in that list or is he just in the know because he's a New York mob boss at some level I mean he just is in the know right which it kind of sounds like he's probably just in the know and (laughs) I almost wonder if his persona is 
deliberate. Like, like if he's deliberately mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. simple. Yeah. If it's a game he plays. I think it is. Because it sure, se- it sure seems like he's got the long game in mind most of the time. Yes. And think, back. remember when he was saying that um, the Obama administration was bugging Trump Tower? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's ludicrous. There's that's no crazy. evidence of that. Yep. Oh, wait, turned out they were. Yes. So there's a lot of stuff. I mean, it makes me wonder if he's deliberately just adult or if it's part of the game or if he just doesn't know and it's just a blowhard. Mm-hmm. My, my guess, I don't know. I think, I think maybe a little bit of a blowhard, but he's way smarter than when people give him credit because he continues to come out like every time you think they're going to about to get up, he mm-hmm. it's this master play where at the other end of it, it almost boosts his case or right. his popularity. And um, I would say since um, uh, George Bush, uh, first president who has... H.W. or W.? Well, I would say both. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of them were more friendly to uh, people of faith uh, where they would okay. ha- actually have a, you know, the position that was responsible for reaching out to, for example, evangelical Christians. Mm-hmm. They they would pick reputable people who actually had his time and ear. They would right. listen to them, right? And you didn't get that, get that with Obama. You're getting it with Trump. Like he actually shows some deference and respect, and even some of the public displays where he was prayed for by um, David Platt. Oh yeah, some controversy, yeah. right? Right. And then here's the thing again. I was a little sad by that because to me, like, why we, we were actually you know called to to pray for anyone. And to pray for our president, to me, seems to make a lot of sense. But here we have David Platt getting criticized, and he actually has to come out and, and in a way, he apologize. Yeah, it was really unfortunate. I'm like, I'm sorry, but if you're offended yeah. as a believer that we're going right. to pray for the president, you are not understanding yeah. to separate your faith from politics. Well, and uh, what I wonder is, would those same people be mad if Obama had walked in the door and mm-hmm. he did the same mm-hmm. thing? Now, there is a good chance that the right yes. might have been mad, like yep. the, the hardcore conservatives. Yep. Maybe, well, why'd you let him in your building? Yep. Well, why not? Why not? I mean, really? Yep doesn't matter yeah so you do have both sides have both to sides. allow both I, sides i agree and i agree a challenge uh have you watched any of the presidential uh, democratic presidential um debate uh reality shows that have been out there no there's no, been two so far no because i'm i'm wanting to have a joyful peaceful life <laughs> but right it's, it's joyful and peaceful <laughs> joyful when you watch them eat each other alive that's fun so so what am i missing uh, well, nothing <laughs> But CNN, I saw today, CNN is seeking a $300,000 commitment to buy ads before you can even get an ad inside their debate this next week. Wow. So they, therefore, they're, they're demanding you commit to $300,000 ad buy, and then you can buy an ad. But then you can buy the ad. So, so the 300000 is just to get the spot. No, no. It's just oh. to allow you to even have access to the spot. Oh, wow. To buy it. You still, you still might not get it. Uh, that that is my understanding because oh my um, CNN is seeking exponentially high prices for ad packages set to run on it in its broadcast of two debates among Democratic presidential hopefuls next week, according to a person familiar with the matter. The AT and T owned cable news outlet is is requ- let's see, requiring a commitment of three hundred thousand dollars in advertising on the network before a potential sponsor can purchase commercials within the two debate telecasts. So they are demand in order to even buy it's it's like to get your your option to bid you gotta buy your way in is basically what it is. Wow, which so they must be getting a ton of viewers to to command that kind of. Oh, I think they're hoping to. Oh, because the last one it was on was it MSNBC I think, um, the first night had I think they had the numbers, 
the first night had because because there's so many they have to break it into two events um 15.3 million viewers for the first one the second night had 18.1 million viewers so cnn is going okay that could go up because there was some buzz surrounding it mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Yep. you want you want to advertise on it sure commit to buy three hundred thousand dollars on the network and then we'll let you buy this for this so you still have to pay outside of the 300 grand that just gets you in the door wow who's really in charge of this thing who's controlling our elections because it sure seems like it's the media yeah and the money yeah i saw that and thought it was kind of ridiculous um the minimum requirement is pegged at around 300 grand, according to a person familiar with the matter, while a 30-second spot airing in the debates is seen costing around $110,000 for 30 seconds. A 30-second ad in CNN's primetime programs has over the last few months cost between... Oh, okay, so here, here's the trivia. If they're wanting about $110,000 for 30 seconds for this debate, what do you think their typical ad revenue for primetime? This is primetime. Mm-hmm. Per like same thirty second spot, how much would that be? Twenty grand, <laughs> between seven and twelve thousand. Oh my, that is a humongous increase. This is not the Super Bowl. No, no, they, I, they think it is, and and so they're making substantially more money than is their typical revenue stream yeah. off of the political process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, and they are controlling yep. along with the Democratic National Committee. Yep. they are controlling who gets to be on the stage as well. Yes. And their requirement, some of that has to do with money raised. Isn't that insane? Mm -hmm. You aren't allowed to even be in the debate if you haven't raised enough money. Right. Why? Yeah, that seems somehow opposite of what our founders were after. Well, that would assume that the media gives a rip about our founders. Good point. (laughs) Good point. (laughs) You know, and and even as I cover, uh, you know, just basic news stories, too, like uh, Vice President Prince, uh, Pence, he Prince. came out and he blasted CNN because uh, after, after this uh, border detention facility story where they're covering. Oh, yeah. And um, you know, he basically says this is dishonest. Like they're, they're being dishonest because they're not airing the full story. They're intentionally cutting out mm-hmm. certain parts of it. It's like taking somebody's quote that maybe is like 10 sentences long and you pick out just the one sentence mm-hmm. that if you only get that out of context, yeah. it sounds like an idiot. Well, right? they, hate, they hate Trump. And the goal is to make Trump look bad, really yep. bad. Yep. Yep. And anybody close to him. Yeah. Yeah. But at all cost, if we can make Trump look bad, we will. Yeah. Yeah. And here's here's what Pence had to say. He goes, this is on uh, Twitter. CNN is so dishonest. Today we took reporters to a detention facility on the border for families and children and all told us they were being treated well. And he goes on to say, rather than broadcast the full story, showing the compassionate care the American people are providing to vulnerable families... Tonight, CNN only played a video of men in the temporary facility and didn't play any footage of the families that we're caring for. So, again, it's like a very selective, here's the video. But do you think that's because it didn't show um, them being mistreated and abused? Yes. Because they've been saying they are. So we can't actually show the children. We'll just tell you what it is. Absolutely. Because we are the arbiters of truth. Yep. It's, well, was it, oh, I have the clip somewhere. Is it, it's Tom Brokaw. Uh, Tom Brokaw, he said that it's, no, no, Brian Williams, sorry, the liar, Brian Williams. Brian Williams, yes. Uh, that it's our job he, to... No, s- he forgot that he wasn't he in forgot, military. He forgot, he forgot. Yeah. yes. yes. Sli- uh, just slipped my mind. Yep. Um, he, he said, it's our job to scare you people to death. 
They're talking about a hurricane. Yeah. It's our job in the media to scare you to do. Why? So you run out and buy mm-hmm. something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, well, like we were talking earlier, somebody had said, uh, whenever, it's a pastor, I think he said, whenever I get interviewed by the media, mm-hmm. I'm always cautious because their entire business industry is like, people don't stand and watch traffic. Yeah. What do they watch? <laughs> traffic accidents. <laughs> the mess, yep. So, I mean, the whole this whole business model of, of um, the news media, and they're struggling too, by the way, because their advertising revenue has been gobbled up by Google and Facebook and others, and so they're trying to survive yeah. in this massive change. So I would even say some of this is an act of desperation on their part. You know, sensationalism sells. It totally does, yes. Especially with them. Okay, so I want. can I read this yep, to you? Please do. There's a little, little switch here on the topic. Yep. The California State Assembly has passed a resolution California. telling pastors to affirm homosexuality which, for many pastors, would be a violation of biblical beliefs. Wait a second. How does the government have any business telling them what to do? Well, (laughs) it says here that uh, it has become a prop for the LGBT agenda by directing pastors and counselors to reject biblical views of sexuality and deny counseling for those struggling with unwanted same-sex attraction and gender confusion. And, by the way... Uh, New Mexico passed this a year or two already. Uh, last year, I think. Forcing where, pastors? No, no. Oh. This is the um, gender. This is where if you have same-sex attraction mm-hmm. or gender confusion, even as a minor, if you live in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the governor who helped pass this is Republican. So this is an interesting example. Um, the law in New Mexico is brought in by a homosexual representative, and uh, they use current psychology, which let's say a lot of psychology isn't reliable today. Mm-hmm. And they said. Uh, you, you need to deny access to any restorative therapy counseling. And what restorative therapy is, you may have these certain feelings. Uh, we're not denying you don't have those feelings, but we can restore you to a healthier place. Basically how to deal with them. Right, right, how to mm-hmm. deal with it, right? And, uh, and so what they said is, well, it's not good enough to give per- permission of choice, right? No, they're saying, New Mexico has now said, you cannot use insurance and you cannot be a certified counselor so you cannot take your kids to somebody who I would say would teach a biblical model, which mm-hmm. is, I understand like we're people of sin, we have temptation, your specific temptation is same sex. We will help you right. Right, to process through that and pursue holiness. Nope, New Mexico has now said you do not have that right, as a parent even, with your minor. What? Yes. If you have your own so, money, so- if you have your own money, you can go find a counselor or go to your church. But in terms of the licensed psychologist, psychiatrist, mm-hmm. and actually years ago, Psychology Today um, removed any, um, you cannot advertise as a counselor if you're going to. If that's your target? Yep. If you're, if really? you're, a, yep, if you're a biblically based counselor who's going to, uh, your, your whole platform is restorative therapy. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So, so California, you know, New Mexico's already done it. California is now going to this point where um, they're trying to pass a law. Which basically will it'll be like hate speech. You yeah. Know? So Canada's yeah. a little bit ahead of us, right? Mm-hmm. In this area, and so um, Texas did this <laughs> a not, lot. A lot. Texas did this not too long ago, where they actually uh, one of the cities there tried to uh, petition for all of these sermons from a pastor because they wanted to yes, review. That's right. They wanted right? to make to see what hate speech was being produced. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And actually, Steve Riggle, who is the pastor of Grace International down there in Houston. Um, he said that he's like, we will not um, bow to this. Right. So what, whatever, we, we won't. 
Yep. We won't be doing this. And and, if and, and it worked out because they they were able to yep. to stand up against that. And and that's what I think is important is you, you we have to be ready to in this politically correct culture to uh, agree to disagree and sometimes in a very awkward uncomfortable way. And you look at this and go, well, "Why would people want to do this?" Mm-hmm. We have to remember it's a different worldview. So in their case, they're saying they blame the church and religious leaders for the high rates of suicide among those who identify as LGBT. And I think what we would say on our side is, no, we think that lifestyle itself mm-hmm. is part of the problem. And in, in a way, uh, this argument, too, of like, but they're born that way? Okay, there's no, there's no <laughs> evidence of that. But, uh, you know, in my situation, too, uh, my grandfather, my father, and even in my adult life, struggling with alcoholism and addiction. So, you know, you could argue and say, well, is there a genetic predisposition to being, right, uh, an alcoholic? Yeah. It's possible, right? It's possible. Uh, I could even tell you one time, my default feeling was to drink way more than I should. So, Craig, would it be appropriate then for people to come and say, you cannot do, that's how, Dave, that's how you, that's how you were born. Yeah. That's, that's, that's it, right? So we just have to accept mm-hmm. that. We need to leave you where you're at. And so, you know, I just think this is really interesting where, again, it's these different, we all see the same problem, mm-hmm. right? We see these struggles. We see, for example, in this case, there is a very high suicide rate among the LGBTQ community. It's huge. It's huge. Yeah. And I don't make light of that. Like, that breaks my yeah. heart. But I think we have very different ideas of what the real root issue is. Mm-hmm. And then, therefore, how to address it. And then it. the fix for it, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But we can't talk about that because, well, I'm intrigued with this idea that, you know, they're born that way. So, okay, it's possible. Mm-hmm. But then why do we get so upset, we, they, get so upset when, when the baby is born a male, we treat them that way? Mm-hmm. How come they can't be that way? Oh, we have to make sure that their mind is the same. Really? Right. How many people have crazy minds? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, so if that's the case, if when someone well, decides they want to be a squirrel, yes. we must allow them to. Yes. If someone thinks they're a cat and they're at your work, are you required to put some catnip out and have a little litter box for them to use? So Is that going to be the next step? So in, in my uh, town, town nearby, <laughs> one, of the, one of the U of M campuses, yeah. they have an, an orientation program that everybody goes through. And that is one of the exercises. Everybody gets together, and you tell everyone around you how you're identified. Like, one of the guys is like, I'm a giraffe. No. Yes. This had to be a joke. Nope. It's real. It's real. And the whole thing of it is, like, it's this idea of tolerances. What you believe is true is true. What I believe is true is true. And even down to the identity. I'm non-binary. I'm binary. I'm a giraffe. I'm an aardvark. Right? <laughs> it's ridiculous. It, 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 it's, and, and if you don't, then refer to them by that proper... Then you hate them. Then you hate them. See, yep. that's what I don't get. Why does it go to that? If I don't agree with you, then I automatically hate you and think you should die. Right. I, Where did that come from? I don't know. I don't know. That's outrageous. Absolutely outrageous. All right. So one more quick note on that. Yep. No, yeah, go ahead. So in the same state, California. <laughs> I have a California story too. Go ahead. <laughs> so a pastor of a, of a church... Post this on his on the sign outside the church. Bruce Jenner is still a man. <laughs> Homosexuality <laughs> is still sin. The culture may change. The Bible does not. Did he get firebombed? <laughs> so he got firebombed, and then they vandalized the church sign. He put the letters back up after the vandalism. Mm-hmm. And then the sad thing is, he then had to put a message up a few days oh, later. An apology? Nope. That announced he is no longer pastor of. Trinity Bible Presbyterian Church. 
because multiple people, including a church elder, threatened to leave if he did not step down as pastor. Oh, man. And he said, uh, I did not want to leave, but uh, I did not quit, and I was willing to stay, he said. However, uh, he said, many people have reached out asking if they could help me in some physical or monetary way. I'm really thankful for such thoughts and offers, but I don't want to use this five minutes of fame as a chance to capitalize on the sympathy and goodwill of others. The Lord is taking care of my needs. He just wants to mm. continue to be faithful to the truth. Mm-hmm. But isn't that interesting? That is outrageous that it came to that. Yes. Now, okay, your opinion. Is it, sh- should we as Christians be that provocative? Like like for him to put that up there, knowing, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, that's like poking at a bear. Well, it, it is. And I mean, the first one, right? Bruce Jenner is still a man. <laughs> right. Okay, but can I ask this question? <laughs> Now, when I grew up, remember, who's on the Wheaties box? It's Bruce. Bruce. Yeah. I know. Okay. Yeah. So, Caitlin, right? Like, the hard part I struggle with is... Uh, woman is of a, the year. Woman of the year, right? And now, are you telling <laughs> me there's no other people on this planet that were more courageous yeah. than that scenario? And, I mean, again, I'm not trying to, um, you know, make light of this, but the, the truth is, from a chromosome level, mm-hmm. from a biological standpoint, right? If you were to go into the doctor and they were to take blood tests... What would the results be? In fact, even the amount of medication you would prescribe, mm-hmm. right? What would what would the doctors need to know? Yeah. And they would say, biologically, still a male. Well, that's the other thing. I heard I heard that um, explained that it's absolutely imperative that the medical community knows how you're born. That's right. Because if you if if you have abdominal pain mm-hmm. and you're a female, you yep. look at different things than if you're a male. Yes. Totally different. Yes. You have different parts in your body. Yeah. Okay. So, for example, there was a woman who went into, okay, well, or a woman who is now identifying as a man. And she went in for those situations. I believe it was a yeast infection. Mm-hmm. And on her medical records, he, I get so confused here, uh-huh. he who is a she, <laughs> they saw, <it. laughs> saw that on the medical records, they referred to he as a biological female, which is appropriate because they're dealing with an issue of yeast infection, which men... Like, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Right? And so they care for her. It was it was very serious, too. So they, they cared for her. She walked out of there healthy, or he, and then he, she sued the hospital for putting the wrong gender on the medical records. She's suing that hospital. Even though without that information, yep. chances are it yep. would have been worse to death, so you know, So you know what's coming next is we're going to have multiple fields, right? So we're going to have the uh. biological... Oh, brother. Then we'll have the whatever you call this new thing. Uh, what well, you think. Yeah. Pre- assumed oh. gender. And, and on that note, Facebook, I think, is up to 70 or 80 different identifications. You can choose. The, oh, man. I and, and so now they're trying to figure out like, how many to add, and it's literally going into the hundreds. <laughs> well, that's outrageous. Because when you when you do that, you open the door for total nut nutcase. I'm a hobbit, by the way. Yes, yep. I figured. So The accent will come. <laughs> Speaking of California... Uh, it's common for communities to use zoning codes to exclude commercial and industrial uses from residential areas. But Sacramento County, California, seems extra zealous about making sure that residents don't try to operate auto repair businesses amid homes. While it concedes to residents the right to perform minor auto repair on their own vehicles in their driveway or garage, it bans repairs or maintenance in any of the following circumstances. This one blows my mind. Using tools not normally found in a residence. Could you explain that to me? <laughs> <Tools>. <laughs> What's that? Uh, number two, conducted 
If the, if the maintenance is conducted on a vehicle registered to persons not currently residing on the lot or parcel, meaning your children move away. They bring their car to get the oil change. Right. That's against the crime. It is. It's, it's illegal. Crime. Illegal. Yep. Uh, conducted, uh, the, the maintenance is conducted outside a fully enclosed garage and resulting in any vehicle being inoperable for a period in excess of 24 hours. So if you're thinking of, this is the article, if you're thinking of doing fairly minor work on your dad's or girlfriend's car or trying to work any work that might run into a snag and have to be carried over the next day, um, uh, let alone working on a project car as a hobby, as many do, Sacramento County has other plans. And it doesn't matter whether or not you're creating any nuisance for neighbors. Any quote, one commenter on the Grassroots Motorsports Forum reported that he'd already been issued a $430 fine for working on his car in his garage. Wow. And it is not, you can't um, refute, you can't like, like question it. Because if <laughs> it's a $700 fee in order to try to petition the county commission. <laughs> just, just, to, just, to get their, yeah. just to get their attention. To, to, to get on their docket to talk to them. Wow. What a scam. So, okay, so you said the requirements are it's got to be a tool that is normally found in, in, in right. the home. And right. who determines that for what? I, I don't know. Who gets to make that call? And, and, <laughs> and it has to be a car license, a vehicle license to you. So someone living there. Living there. Yes. You have to have both. Co- correct. So you, so you could even have, it could be your vehicle, but you have one of these tools that is too far out there on somebody's list. And correct. Still get, yep. Yep. And yeah. you're, you're breaking the law. Wow. And it, if it's just to keep people so, from running little mechanic shops. Yeah. Okay, there's got to be some better way to do that. Right, right. It's Well, it's like somebody, uh, like you got small town, you got one guy that obviously has a drinking problem, he mm-hmm. drinks and drives, and so you decide nobody can drive a vehicle after dark. Right. All adults. Banned. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yep. That, but that sounds like government. It does. Because they're fantastic. Yes. All right. This is the David Allen Show. Um, since it's hot outside, the sun, our shade is actually moving away. Mm-hmm. You're still kind of in it. I'm, it's going Whatever. fast, though. It's fading fast. But it is fading fast. So um, we'll probably call this a show. Um, Roy, thanks for coming on. Thanks for um, having me. Next time, you will be in studio. We've already planned that. Yes. So you'll be in studio. Hopefully, we can get old pointy-headed David on the show as well. Yeah, he's funny. To, uh, <coughs> to, uh, to, to enlighten us. And the peanut gallery is normally in, in studio as well. Um, we didn't have as many wanderers around as much. No. They're, c- c- they're Here, uh, gathering by the lake. So. Here's my request for the next episode, too. Let's talk about Jordan Peterson. Oh, yes. And his 12 new Rules for Life. Yes. And, oh, and his, his, new, his new social platform. media. Yep. Uh, it's called Think, Think Spot. Think Spot. Yep. Yes. Let's talk about that. Uh, let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. This is the David Allen Show. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us in a weird... I hope the birds didn't bug hey, you. there's Gandalf. Hey, Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the accent will get worked on by the time we're back. <laughs> Thanks a lot for, for uh, sitting down with me, man. That was fun. That's great. Thanks. Absolutely. We'll do it again. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. DavidAllenShow.com, DavidAllenShow at gmail.com. We're on the iTunes, uh, the Google Play Store. Uh, I use Pocket Cast right now because I think, did NPR buy that? One of them did. So we're giving them all our data. Yeah. It's yep. great. Yep. Uh, I, I looked the other day. I've listened to like 43 days worth of podcasts on that. Wow. <laughs> I like podcasts. So. All right, DavidAllenShow.com. See you guys later.